Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, and happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers. Far and wide, welcome in to episode number 167. I do apologize if you're watching on Facebook. It is the incorrect number. It's 167 on this beautiful Friday of Bets, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar, November the 19th of the year 2021. Cannot thank you enough for stopping by. We have the usual absolutely jam-packed Friday show coming your direction here very shortly. But before we get into that show, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell over there as well. So you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew. But if you are watching on one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit that like or follow button, whichever one you're uh, watching on. So you never miss the start of a show there either or any additional content. But hey, we uh, care about you guys listening out there too. So if you're listening to the TTL pod, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already because we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, if you could be so kind while you're hanging out with us here today, go ahead, hit that like button too, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat. How about this for some production duties for you? Oh yeah, baby. Got anything you want to say? Drop it on down. We'll answer it live here on the show. Hit that share button. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, uncles, aunts, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the globe from you. It doesn't matter. The TTL pod is for all. First time gambler to the daily degenerate. And we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you guys do all of those things because it only helps us make TTL sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, before we get on into it, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will locate all of the TTL Crew's additional content, all of our social media platforms, and most importantly, the TalkingTheLine.com website, so you can consume all of our content, nonsense, and more, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us on episode number 167, I am your honored, humbled, if you couldn't tell, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Colt Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by on this beautiful Friday of bets. As I already mentioned, hang out with me and my partner, get some picks, get some plays, and uh, dive into a few rabbit holes along the way. 
I'm not going to hesitate or delay, delay any longer. I got nothing else to say to you guys. Well, I got a lot of stuff to say to you guys, but not without the presence of the man who joins me on this here pod. You know him as the man, the myth, and the degenerate gambling legend, and let's not forget the TTL Cruise resident South Cider and Cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? Looking the wrong way, but I am fantastic, my man. It is Friday. We always say, uh, you know, one of the best days of the week. It's the end of the week for most people, but uh, is it really when you're in our world? Things are just getting rolling. We've got a hell of a show, a hell of a card on this Friday. We've got a hell of a Sunday card coming down the uh, down the pipe. We got to get ready for Saturday. I'm ready to rock and roll, dude. We are feeling fantastic. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm ready to get this thing rocking and rolling. I am too. You came in a little laggy, a little weird. Now your uh, lips seem to be matching up with how the voice is flowing. Uh, now you're moving. There you go. Hey, say a little something <laughs> for me. Oh, yeah, you're back in action now. You're 100%. I was just messing came around in just you. I wasn't a, saying anything at all. <laughs> I, I know you weren't, but I just wanted to make sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, just a touch. But hey, hey, it's Friday. I'm slap happy. I'm wild. I got six picks coming live at you guys today. Partners got two coming at you today. We got the primetime parlay coming at you. We got no money line dice roll, but we do have, because we take more time, week 11 NFL best bets coming your way as well. We knock all of those out. Then we got plenty of other rabbit holes. Our mag sidebar, a little bit of nonsense, maybe some leans, maybe some stuff. We'll see time permitting what all goes on in the second half of the show, but also got some motivation minutes and as i have promised my friends uh going to uh go ahead and dish out another john wooden quote just like i said uh start the week with one we'll be ending the week with one as well uh partner outside of that before we uh get into the show that's kind of how it's going to look today we'll recap uh yesterday's best bets here in just a second but what's going on my man how you doing I'm doing fantastic, my man. I mean, it's not an official suspension for the old uh, Moneyline Dice, but almost a deserved <sighs> day off after uh, probably the worst week that they have ever potentially had on our show in any capacity. Uh, it was a absolute, an absolute beating, um, which good. I guess, like, you know, if we have to sacrifice the dice for you and I to kind of go to the moon as we have done this week, I guess I'll accept it. But we got something to figure out with these damn dice, dude. We definitely do. Uh, what we don't need to uh, figure out or have anything to figure out, well, of course, we're always trying to improve the process. But don't let the kids get hot now. Watch out. I'm telling you, we are a full transparency show, and sometimes you're going to have to bear with us with the losers and sometimes with the winners. More often than not, baby, you are going to see winners, especially during this time of the year. So recapped right now for you all of the TTL Cruise Best Bets from yesterday. I went 2-1. It's official. The Ohio State Buckeyes are dead. They are dead. Completely dead. Uh, our mags, hot as all fuck, my guy. And uh, you took a beating on Twitter yesterday for taking the uh, Patriots minus 6.5. And, and look at you coming out sweat-free on a Thursday night, 2-0. and oh, And Boston, you, the Terriers, were biting, my friend, if I do say so myself. How's it feel to be on the sweep train for two days in a row, five and zero day back to five and zero for the last two days. I go five and one. How about that for the crew, my friends? I mean, I feel like uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people deserve uh, or owe me some apologies because uh, I was getting laughed at for my Patriots pick, 
And uh, I'm not even saying about you because you ended up backing me. You honestly kind of gave me a you know midday, like kind of pulled back what you were saying. But there was a lot of people literally laughing at me, and I said, "Hey, I'm not calling it a lock, but uh, this hey. Patriots defense is no joke." And Mm-mm. man, Mm-mm. I don't know. That might have been one of the best defensive uh, performances from any team that we've seen all season. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you, man. I uh, ended up getting on the train with you, and yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say any names, but I think you do uh, need oh, just a couple apologies there. But hey, whatever. Uh, I got in the boat with you, so none uh, owed from this side of the screen. Moneyline Dice, you mentioned it, dude. Cold as all Ish. cold. They uh, missed the Spurs plus two and a half and the over. Uh, that was absolutely ludicrous, so uh, good thing they got a couple of days off, get the uh, reset refreshed. I think... I think they had been smoking a little uh, too much pot this week is what happened. Oh, yeah? They, they, yeah, they got into the uh, CBD. They told me they had really started liking the CBD. Yeah, and they d- I, I think what was happening is before they were coming on the show, they were getting a little too friendly with the old water pipe, you know. And, and, mm-hmm. and I just think that uh, things were crossed. Things weren't happening right for the dice. And I think they're going to come back next week ready to rock and roll, if I do say so myself. If I know the dice. They do rest here on set with me. So I think I know a thing or two about the old dice. Um, other than that, didn't hit the parlay pop-off. We're going to uh, move right along, but uh, my friends, I am ready to get a special play to the window. Unlike mm-hmm. anything else, I can't even tell you guys how much I'm ready to get one, but I will tell you what, we got a hell of one cooked up here today, but for now, that's all of the TTL Crew's best bets of yesterday recapped. My guy Colin in the chat, what's up, brother? Same with Mags over there. Uh, yeah, Ohio State, absolute garbage. Yep. Garbage for the time being. We're going we're gonna to stay away from them for a little while. They are in the no-bet category from me, if I do say so myself. All right, told you guys what's coming on today's show. I don't need to rehash that. I do have a little bit of cotton mouth today, though. Oh, okay. May or, <laughs> may or may not have been enjoying the CBD myself, but hey, either way, neither here nor there. Who's to say? What do I know? All I know is that we got a loaded show coming, and I think it's about time we get that show underway. Unless you got anything else you need to say. No, sir. Okay. Well, then without further ado, we'll save it for the second half of the show. And right now, stop all the gossip, quit all the banter, stop the drama that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks, picks, insights, analysis, rabbit holes, but most importantly... Running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends, it is time to get into the first segment of the day. That is what has most famously, now infamously, been called RMAG's best bets of the day. And what now has become a tried and true tradition of getting this here podcast steaming on down the tracks. To me. To you over there, my friend. And all you beautiful people, sipping the black elixir of the gods on this wonderful Friday of bets. Take your sip, and once you do, hey, partner over there, my friend. You have the floor. I appreciate you, my man. I'll uh, let you get your... Let's do it. <laughs> all right, my man. So before I kick things off, I, uh, I feel like I might be in line after tonight for a uh, potential key to the city of the fine city of uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. So you're going uh, you're you're becoming an honorable mass hole. That's what I'm kind of saying here, and I promise mm-hmm. it is all by coincidence. I did not cook this up in my head that I was going to do this intentionally. Took the Patriots yesterday, took Boston U yesterday. I'm on the Boston Celtics tonight, my friends. 
Oh Go. my, dare I say you are trying to gain some redemption from our good friend Matt Peralt? Dare I say? I, Who knows? I, it's all by coincidence. It's all, all by, by coincidence. coincidence, I promise. Okay, I promise. okay. So, what a coinky dink. Let us have it. Third play in a row from the fine city of, uh, or fine region at least, of Boston. Obviously, the Patriots play over in Foxborough. Close enough. Anyways. <laughs> Wouldn't have said that. Keep going. Anyways. <laughs> Boston Celtics. I got them at minus one and a half. It is climbing up to minus two and a half. I would take this one up to minus three. Uh, this one's been jumping around all morning. There are some injury questions on this one and the way this line movement uh, is going. And it has me kind of assuming at least one of two things, if not both here. Uh, so LeBron James is questionable for the Lakers. It's Celtics versus the Lakers. I didn't mention that, but the Le- uh, LeBron is questionable tonight. And so is Jalen Brown. Now, I have to imagine that either... LeBron James isn't playing and this line is moving up and or Jalen Brown is playing and it also is moving up. If LeBron is playing, regardless of what Jalen Brown does, I don't think this line would have done this. Um, I was seeing, oh, he's kind of on the fence, 50-52 return. Mm. And maybe he's not 50%. I have to imagine he's close to 100%. But if he isn't 110% in, he's ready to go in November of a regular season game. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care who what their rivalry, rivalry is in this one. It's a non-conference opponent. There's no reason to rush LeBron into a Friday night game in November against the Boston Celtics. So I don't no. think he's going to be in tonight. Even if he was, maybe I'll eat my words. Even if he was, I would still like the Celtics. But mm-hmm. I have to imagine he's going to be out on this one. Uh, like I said, Jalen Brown could be in. Obviously, if he's in, that helps. But I, I, I honestly, I'm thinking the same thing for him. If he's not 100%, he's going. But one, uh, one thing that I'm looking at beyond all of that. The Celtics offense hasn't been great these past few days, but they have been playing some really, really good defenses. You look at their box scores, you say, Riley, they struggled against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, those Cleveland Cavaliers, at least on the defensive end, they have been playing as well defensively as anybody. If it wasn't for like a five to ten minute stretch last night. Agreed. The Cleveland Cav- of, of Steph Curry, MVP Steph Curry going absolutely <laughs> nuclear. They would have Jeez. beaten the Golden State Warriors, one of the hottest teams in the world. Yeah. So I'm looking at yeah. that to where the Celtics aren't going to have those type of defensive matchups uh, tonight, uh, even if LeBron is back. But again, I don't expect that if he's out. This Lakers team, without him, the last I believe the last eight, they are three and five straight up. They're really they're starting to play a little bit better, mm-hmm. but in large part they uh, they aren't that team right now, especially defensively. They have struggles on offense, so I'm really trusting this uh, Celtics team to take care of business. Last thing on this one, Celtics five and zero ATS last five meetings between these two teams. I believe that's three and two straight up. They have been they have the two losses were some really slim uh, losses, but. Without LeBron James, give me the Celtics minus. Uh, I got them at minus one and a half, but I like them up to minus three. Wouldn't go past that. So give me the Celtics all night long tonight, partner. Are you with me on this one or not? 150%. Told you all for the show, uh, this was one of the ones that I had as a lean. Couldn't get all the way. Well, I, I pretty much was all the way in the boat. I just got six fucking college basketball plays to dish yeah. out, and I didn't want to get any more riskier than that because I really, really like them, and I didn't want to piss off the betting gods. So, yes, my friend. I agree with you 150%, and I think you guys out there should too. Let me do a little bit of this action. You guys out there should too. <laughs> Hammer in our Mag's first best bet of the day, the Boston Celtics. Minus one and a half or wherever you're finding it, limit yourself to about minus three Mag's is comfortable with. Partner, if you could be so kind as to keep the proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks with your second best bet of the day. All right, my man. Well, you pointed the wrong way there because you flipped us on the screen there. But, oh, uh, fuck, over there. <laughs> <laughs> I totally but nonetheless, forgot. 
You've got us covered with all bits and pieces of college basketball action today. I obviously started us off with NBA, dipping my toes on my other uh, number two best bet of the day on college football tonight. Mm-hmm. Air Force in Nevada. I am taking the Air Force Falcons money line. Last I checked, it was at a pick 'em, minus 110 both ways. So I love Air Force money line to take care of business tonight. This Air Force run game is the best unit in this game by far. They have they are the number one uh, yards per game in the entire country on the ground. And this Nevada run defense isn't terrible by any means, but they're nothing special. And they're not going to be able to limit this Air Force run attack. Nevada's pass offense is uh, actually their greatest strength. However, mm-hmm. this Air Force defense is really, really good top to bottom. Top 15 in the country in total yards. Pass yards, rush yards, and points. A fantastic defense, especially at the level that they're playing at, level of competition that they're playing at. Yep. And Nevada's no different here. Yep. I expect Air Force to have full control of this game from start to finish. may not be a blowout, but uh, at least if you're watching the game, it'll be you know kind of how that game last night was, in my opinion. Not in a total, total uh, defensive domination. I'm talking about the NFL game last night. It's going to be a little bit like that. Maybe a little bit closer, and then obviously not the you know the shenanigans that happened in the last you know five minutes of the game where it ended up being twenty five nothing. I kind of put this seventeen thirteen. It's going to be a mm. real grimy, grinded out game. Nevada's not going to be able to pass like they're uh, accustomed to, and Air Force is going to hold them down and get this win in a uh, close on the box score, but really not that close if you're actually watching it from an eye test perspective. So give me the money line uh, once again. I don't know if this has moved at all, but either way. I mean, I, it's not going to go past two and a half or anything like that. So take the money line, take it, the spread. If they get up to minus one, plus one, doesn't matter. Give me the Falcons all night long. Once again, partner. All night long. All night. All night. Uh, Air Force plus one and a half, plus two and a half, minus one and a half, wherever the hell it goes. That was uh, We Talk pre-show on one of my leans as well. I wanted to make sure I was, uh, wasn't speaking out of my ass, but yes, sir, it certainly was. And uh I'm helping you row that boat gently down the stream as well, my friend. So uh, hop in with us, my friends, the Air Force Falcons. College football play tonight, not college basketball. I know there's so much action going on on the money line per RMAX. My friend, only two coming from you today. Most correctly. Okay. Well, uh, say that, but yes. <laughs> hey, I kind of I kind of teed it up a little weird. Um, but hey, shout out Jeff Dawson. Appreciate you, my man. Can't wait to uh, see you on our other show. Uh, wise words. Uh, maybe you guys just got a little guest hint there, but who knows? Who knows? Hey, maybe you'll have to wait and see. Who am I? What do I know? Outside of that, partner, you got anything else you need to lay out, lay down, uh, deliberate about anything in between? No, sir. I'm sure if I see any uh, injury news on that first NBA plays, I'll probably uh, do a little outburst in the middle of the show. But other than that, I got nothing else to dish out. Sounds like a plan, my friend. Well, let's keep the show moving. Second segment of the day, my best bets of the day. I uh, told you I got six coming at you. I'm really damn confident in all of these. I, I'm i going to keep it moving, keep it grooving, not to uh, spend a whole bunch of time on each one of them. But I really think I found six plays that the lines are either completely wrong or um, some of them are extremely undervalued and they're right where they need to be. Partner, uh, there was one that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, I'll tell you about it when we get there, but one that I was going bananas about off the show has already dropped three and a half points from open. A lot of these have started to move, my friends, so yep. rip out your sports books, get ready to hammer them the fuck in. Without further ado, first best bet of the day, coming from me, going to, hold on, need a little sippy sip here. <laughs> Gotta get yourself. Uh, all right, here we go. 
UMass Minutemen versus the UNC Greensboro, UNCG Spartans. I'm taking the Spartans plus three, plus three and a half, wherever. This might drop down back to two and a half. I don't care. I love the Spartans. I put them actually as the favorites in this game. Minus two and a half, maybe even minus three. They're my SoCon darlings. You know it. Partner knows it. I love the Spartans. But that's not the only reason why I'm making this play. They're 4-0 straight up this year, 1-3 ATS. Oh my gosh, we have to take UMass. They're so hot. They're favored. They're actually at home. Oh no, no. This is a neutral site game, my friends. And I'm going to redirect you back to that 1-3 ATS because the Spartans have failed to cover minus 10, minus 17.5, and minus 7.5. They're still 4-0 straight up, mind you, with a plus 6.5 cover, and they won that game outright. I love them to win outright today as dogs, but we will gladly take the points. Keys in this game before I get into the trends, rebounding. UNCG 40th in offensive rebounding percent, 57th in opponent offensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. UMass 196th in offensive rebounding percent, 221st in opponent offensive rebounding percent. I think the Spartans clean up the glass on both ends of the court all night long. Tempo, my friends, UMass is going to be a little bit of a speedy team, but I think UNCG slows them way down. UMass 154th in the nation in tempo so not blowing the doors off of teams but uncg 351st so i think they're gonna grind it out nice and easy and i think their defense helps them win this game if not just keep it within the point spread 38th and points per game allowed 12th and field goal percent allowed and 17th and three point field goal percent allowed Last but certainly not least, you know I love free throws this time of the year. UNCG, 68.3% from the charity stripe right now, so not great, but UMass, 63.4% from the charity stripe. Every little point matters. Every little stat matters this time of the year. But if you don't believe me, believe the trends. UMass, 4-9 ATS, last 13. You better get familiar because you're going to hear them a lot today. Friday games, UMass, 1-4 ATS, last five neutral site games. UNCG, 9-1-1, last 11 ATS on Friday. I'll say that again, 9-1-1 ATS, last 11 Friday games. UNCG, 8-2 ATS, last 10 following an ATS loss. And UNCG, 5-2-1 ATS, last eight as a neutral site dog. Give me the Spartans with confidence, plus three, plus three and a half, whatever number you want. They should be favored for my first best bet of the day. What's up, partner? I'll be on this one most definitely with you. I love this one. This is my favorite of your six, actually, Let's if go. I could say so myself. Let's go. Uh, so I'll let you keep going, but I got this one locked in already. Okay. Now, this next one is the one that I was just telling you dropped three and a half points from open. Three points right now. I think it's going to get three and a half on some books. Mm-hmm. Going to the matchup between the Liberty Flames, Iona Gales. Iona Mm -hmm. Gales down to plus one on some books right now. I saw them plus four and a half this morning. Kept them in my bet slip. Locked them in at plus three at plus money, plus 100. I love that. I, again, goodness gracious, excuse me, got the coffee burps. Uh, Pardon me. (laughs) Uh, See, I'm just a real human being out here. So I uh, I got uh, the Gales at plus three. I saw a drop down, mm-hmm. and I think they should be favored in this matchup. Liberty is actually 1-2 straight up, 0-2 ATS. Iona, 3-0 straight up, 2-1 ATS. You got to take the points with the better team in Iona. A couple of keys for you here as to why I think this falls in favor of Iona and why Rick Pitino's boys should be favored in this one. Tempo, Liberty. 335th in the nation. They run very slow. Iona, 
85th in the nation. I know I just talked about UNCG really slowing down UMass in that game because of the split. You see kind of a similar split here, but not really. Anytime a college basketball team is inside the top 100 going against a uh, team outside the top 300 in tempo, that's going to be a boat race, my friends. And I think that's exactly what Patino's boys do here today. I believe he is going to have them ready to rock and roll. They've been scoring a lot of points, but their stats aren't the best. Field goal percent, three-point percent. I think we turned that around. I think we had a couple of days of practice. The boys ran hard. The boys did their thing. And I think they come out here firing on all cylinders. Last but not least, free throws again, my friends. I know it's crazy, but you got to look at it this time of the year. I own a 69.2% from the free throw stripe and Liberty 63.3% from the stripe. Ooh, baby, give me the gales. Plus three, plus one. If it flips all the way to minus two and a half, my friends, I am fine with that. That is why I put this game. You don't believe me, believe the trends. Liberty, two and five, ATS. I told you you were going to hear them. Last seven Friday games, one and four ATS, last five overall. Iona, six, oh, and one ATS, last seven neutral site games. Six, one, and one ATS, last eight following a straight up win. And 15, five, and three ATS, last 23 games played on the day that starts with F and ends with Y. Friday, give me the Iona Gales, plus three, plus one up to minus two and a half. This, the books messed up on this one, my friends, for my second best bet of the day. I love it, man. I am also locked in with you at plus three, no doubt about it. I mean, we talked about it. I can't remember if that was earlier in the week or if that was last week. Whenever you see Iona minus five or higher, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Easy, but easy. in these spots like this, give it to us all day long. Just reel it in fast as you can, Hell fast yeah. as you can. <laughs> all right, third best bet of the day, my friends. Here we go, keeping it moving, keeping it grooving. This one I absolutely love. Going to the matchup between the Eastern Washington University Eagles going against against the Cal State Northridge Matadors. I'm taking the Matadors. Plus two, plus one and a half. Again, I think a team that is very, 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 very undervalued. And I think they should be at minus two and a half. You say, Colt, how the hell do you know this? I say, my friends, I'm the mid-major king. I watch these games (laughs) with a fucking passion. I love them. What do I know about the Matadors? Not a whole lot, because they haven't played a whole lot yet this this season, but I know that they should be favored in this game because it is their home opener, my friends, and there is no way that Eastern Washington, being 0-2 straight up this year on the road, should be favored in a spot where they are going to a home opener. They are not the team that's going to win this game. My friends, take all of the points. If you want, maybe a little money line sprinkle, but I am comfortable with the points, plus two, plus one and a half. A couple of key reasons as to why I like this is the experience and bench, my friends. Uh, Cal State Northridge, 80th in experience, 65th in bench. You compare that to Eastern Washington, 288th in experience and 318th in bench. So you just look at that, and Northridge has much more depth, and they have a lot of guys who've been here before. So if that doesn't make you want to fade them right off the bat, them being the Eagles, let me tell you a little bit more. How about the old free throw department? Might not be a big discrepancy, but every little number matters in college basketball. Northridge, 73.3% from the stripe. Eastern Washington, 71.3% from the stripe. You're going to give me a plus two, a plus one, where I think they win this by three, by two, by three. I think it's going to be a back and forth game, but Northridge is going to take it outright. I love them, and I think it comes down to those exact things, the depth, 
them being fresher in key moments of the game and being able to knock down the free throws and bury Eastern Washington when they need to. You don't believe me? Believe the trends, my friends. Eastern Washington, 1-4 ATS, last five after scoring 90-plus in their previous game. Letdown team. Northridge, 4-1 ATS, last four as a dog. I'll call them CSN, 4-0 ATS, last four as a home dog. CSN, 6-1 ATS, last seven following a straight-up loss. And their 3-1 ATS, the last four meetings with Eastern Washington. And, oh, the home team in the last five meetings between these two teams, 4-1 ATS. Give me all of the Cal State, Northridge, Matadors. They're going to be one of my darlings from time to time. Very select few spots you can play them, and a home opener is one of them. My third best bet of the day. Hammer it in. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I love it, my man. We got a uh, little comment about your uh, one of your last picks, UNCG. UNCG is up to plus four and a half on uh, DK and I believe on FanDuel as well, maybe plus four. Hmm, I wonder why that is moving so high. That's very interesting. Um, I don't think that, uh, I don't think I'm too worried about that, honestly. Uh, let me go back in here. What did you, did you have anything you were thinking on there? Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused as well. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little concerning, but. What, what I think it is, is I think the books messed this lineup bad, like really, 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 really bad. And they're trying to move it all over hell as much people. as they can to get people to hammer in UMass because they were getting killed all morning. They had sharp money coming in when I looked at it at six o'clock this morning. And then all of a sudden UMass flipped and then or they started getting points like they were going to be more of a favorite without getting any money. And then all of a sudden they came a sharp side out of nowhere and now UNCG is kind of a public side, but I, I just don't buy it. I, I think this is flipping all over the place. I really love them at plus four and a half. I would be okay with it, honestly. I I think they're just a way better team. I mean, everything I dished out, I, I just think they're the way better team. And UMass not good in neutral sites. If this was in UMass, I think that's why it's happening too, is that on a lot of books, they're making it look like they're the home team. And mm-hmm. they're really not the home team. This is a right. neutral site game. So... I'm sticking with it. I absolutely love it. I would take it at four and a half. I might even buy back in at four and a half. I, yeah, I'm not afraid of that whatsoever. So, yeah. And I even think that maybe it uh, it might drop back down to three. Who knows? Eh, that's fair. Yeah. It might, it might drop I, back down. I'll be honest. It's got me slightly concerned, but I 100% agree with whatever you just said. I'm still rocking with it. Yeah, there's uh, one DraftKings is the only one that's up to four and a half across the uh, across the market. It's right around four. So I definitely see it dropping back down to three and a half. So I'm not worried about it whatsoever. All right, here we go. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Glad I could uh, take a look at that. All right. So my fourth best bet of the day Uh, going to the matchup between the Northeastern Huskies and the Duquesne Dukes. I am leaning very heavily and hammering in the Duquesne Dukes minus one my friends it opened at uh, plus one and a half it flipped it might be up to minus one and a half I wouldn't even be surprised to see it steam up to minus two and a half or even minus three and a half did it drop down uh I could be wrong but it looks like it's right around a pick now okay so yeah either way uh if you want to take the money line I think they win this by way more than minus one or, or plus one I think this is oh, I'm uh, sorry i I, I must have locked it in for a second somewhere. I don't know. I think it's jumping around all over the place. It looks yeah, like minus one and a half on FanDuel. 
Yeah, it's all over the place. Either way, um, take the Duquesne Dukes. Minus one, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Either way, I put this closer to minus two and a half, minus even minus three and a half in some spots. A couple of key reasons as to why I think this uh, is tempo. They're going to be able to uh, get out and run a few more times than Northeastern will be able to. Northeastern, 327th in the nation in tempo compared to Duquesne, 268th. I, uh, I know that doesn't seem crazy, but it's definitely a big discrepancy between outside of the top 300 and at least inside the top two, 275, somewhere in that ballpark. So I like like the Dukes to get out and run any opportunity they can, at least a little bit more than Northeastern. Depth really does it for me too. Duquesne, again, not blowing the doors off, but 188th in depth as uh, as well as Northeastern being 286. So I think that really plays a big factor here. And then last but not least, Duquesne just shoots a little bit better from the free throw line. And I think that's what really does this. Duquesne, 70.8% from the stripe. Northeastern, 68.8% from the free throw stripe. If you don't believe me, believe the trends. Duquesne Dukes, 5-2 ATS last 7 as a favorite. 9-4 ATS last 13 overall. Northeastern 1-4-1 ATS last 6 Friday games. 0-3-1 ATS last 4 as a dog. And Northeastern, my favorite, 1-2, or no, 1-10 ATS last 11 as a neutral site underdog. Give me all of the Duquesne Dukes minus 1. I like it, my man. I think this is another case where, you know, people might just be looking or overlooking the fact that the Duquesne Dukes are in a conference that is much better than what Northeastern is in. And that's going to, uh, it has people thinking that they're a lot closer than they really are. And I don't think that's the case. Absolutely. So there you go. First four. Uh, We'll get into number five here in just uno segundo. I am just absolutely so baffled by that UNCG movement. Like I cannot believe it. Like they should be favored in that game. That just that that makes no earthly sense to me. But whatever, no big deal. Well, I think the books are gonna be really sorry about doing that. Yeah. Either way, there you well, go. So there. I, if I can help you a tiny bit, I mean, typically action app whenever the action app indicators, typically whenever that type of movement, they say like, oh, there's indicators for uh, UMass. Not mm. the case here. Still on no. uh, still on UCG. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Either way, there you go. There you have it. All right, uh, fifth best bet coming for me. Going to the matchup between the Stetson Hatters and the Lamar Cardinals, and I am taking my friends, the Lamar Cardinals. Plus one, might have flipped, might have moved all over the place. I don't care. I would take it all the way to minus two and a half. Not afraid of it whatsoever, and because of some key reasons. Lamar is 1-0 straight up at home so far this year. Stetson's 0-2 straight up on the road, so I think Lamar be in front of their home fans. Even though it's minimal, they still have a decent home court advantage, not blowing the doors off, but inside the top 150, I think them fans are going to be a little bit loud. It's actually 134th in the nation, so they get a little bit of a bump from them, and I don't think Stetson should be favored or they're going to win this game. I think it becomes 0-3 straight up on the road for the Hatters tonight. Got a couple of key trends and key things as to why I believe this, and it comes down to tempo for one of them. Lamar, 131st in the nation in tempo compared to Stetson, 211th in the nation. Uh, And it also comes down to offense for me. Lamar is just far and above the better team than the Hatters. 45.6% from the field. Uh, 38.1% from uh, behind the three-point arc, and they are averaging 69.3 points per game. Compare that to Stetson, that's 40.1% field goal percent, 29.1 three-point field goal percent, and 63.7 points per game on average. Just the better team Lamar is, and I think they should be favored. And again, probably closer to minus two and a half, even minus three, I would be comfortable with taking in this spot. You don't believe me? Believe the trends, my friends. Lamar. 
4-0 ATS last four versus a team with a losing straight-up record. 5-0 ATS last five home games. 6-1 ATS last seven following an ATS win. 8-2 ATS last 10 overall. And Stetson, 4-5 ATS last 10. How does 4-5 equal 10? Well, there was one where they didn't even have a spread and they almost lost that game, my friends. There's no way you should back Stetson in this spot. I know it's a low-key mid-major, but I think Lamar is severely undervalued. Give me Lamar Cardinals, plus one and a half, fifth best bet of the day. I like it, my man. I'm trusting you on this one. This is the one of your six that I know the least about these teams, so I'm just putting my trust in you on this one. All right, rock and roll. There you go. There you have it. Last but certainly not least, my final one, going to the Southern U-Jags, plus 7.5 versus the South Dakota Coyotes. Taking the Southern U-Jags, plus 7.5 for my uh, last best bet of the day. I absolutely love this play, and if you've been tuning in since college basketball started, you might remember that I told you to play the Air Force Falcons against South Dakota, oh, at plus 7.5. I think this is almost the exact same spread, exact same deal. We're going to see almost the exact same game here, and I think Southern might even win it outright. Don't quote me to that, but I do think it could happen. Key reasons as to why I believe that is turnovers, my friends. South or Southern University, confuse yourself there, Southern and South Dakota. Southern University is who we're taking. They live and die by the turnover. They are 257th on offense, so not great, but I think we see improvement on that. But they're 37th on defense uh, when it comes to turnovers per Ken Palm. So they are absolutely aggressive, and I think they force this South Dakota team into a lot of turnovers because they're 255th on offense and only 134th on defense. So they haven't played great, excellent, wonderful opponents, and they're still only 134th. So I think we see that be a factor from Southern as well as their offense. They are just far and above better than South Dakota. I don't understand why they're seven and a half point dogs. 40.1 field goal percent from Southern, 35.6 three-point field goal percent. That's going up against a South Dakota defense that's allowing 50% from the field and 40.4% from behind the three-point arc. Then you compare that to South Dakota offensively, only shooting 33.6% from the floor, 28.6% from behind the three-point arc, and that is going up against a Southern defense that is 47.2, allowing a field goal percent and only 30% from behind the three-point arc. Tempo is also what is going to rule this game, my friends. Southern U, you wouldn't believe it. I got to tell you, 27th in the nation in tempo going up against South Dakota. That's 119th in the nation. I think Southern boat races them at any opportunity they can. You don't believe me with the key things I think this game is going to come down to. Believe my last trends for my picks today. Southern. 4-1 ATS, last five Friday games, 9-19 ATS, last, oh, I apologize, no, this is South Dakota, 9-19 ATS, last 28 versus a team with a winning percent below 400, South Dakota, 7-15-1 ATS, last 23 Friday games, 2-5 ATS, last seven following a straight-up loss, 0-5 ATS following a straight-up loss of 20-plus points, and they are 2-5 ATS, their last seven home games. Give me all of the Southern U Jaguars plus seven and a half. And maybe by the time this game tips off, I might be crazy enough to sprinkle on the money line for my final best bet of the day. I like it, my man. Like I said, I'm riding on everything in this one. Next time around, if either of us have a uh, Southern South Dakota type thing, we'll just say lower Dakota, make it easier on ourselves or upper Dakota. How about that? (laughs) 
That might be the right way to do it, my friend, because I was all bass aggro. Because I got I got S O U T, I got S O U T written down here on uh, for the trends, and then S D A K. So it's all bass aggro. I'm like South and Sack, and yeah. So there you go. There you have it. My six best bets of the day. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep this uh, bad boy steaming because you know these typically get a little bit longer on the old Friday shows. So good, sir. Let's move into today's special play of the day, the primetime parlay. Now, I need to yield back for a minute, catch my breath. I've been yapping way too damn much over here. The people need to hear from you, my friend. So if you could be so kind as to indulge them as to what today's primetime parlay is, the three-legger paying out at over six-to-one odds, what are the three legs on that bad boy, my friend? Alrighty, so we've got one leg from three different leagues tonight. We've got one. Uh, I'll kick it off with the college football one. We've got Arizona at Washington State. A lot of points happening in this one as far as the spread is concerned. Not uh, on the scoreboard of what we're going to see, I don't think. But Washington State is favored by a 15 against the Arizona Wildcats. And don't be fooled by Arizona's 1-9 straight-up record. They're not a great football team. But they're not as bad as that record would tell you, and they're not as bad as a 15-point spread would tell you. We're taking the Cats to handle that 15-point spread and hang in there with these Washington State Cougars. Uh, if, uh, I mentioned to you, partner, if this game was earlier on in the year, probably probably would lay those points with Washington State or just stay away altogether. But the Wildcats mm-hmm. are playing much better football, at least hanging with teams. And Washington State does not deserve to be favored by this <clears> many <throat> points. They have been... Covering quite a bit in this college football season, but they cover when they are underdogs. They are rarely favored, and mm-hmm. I do not see any reason why they should be 15. So we like the Cats to take care of the 15-point spread. Let's First go. Leg. Anything to add on that one? Nope. I absolutely love that. Actually, maybe just a couple of key trends. You know me. I got it. Go uh, for it. The Wild Cats, the AZ Wild Cats. They are 4-0 ATS last four overall, 4-0 ATS last four as a dog, 4-0 ATS last four conference games, and 12-5 ATS last 17 Friday games. Partner, what's the second leg? Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Also, the Washington State Cougars, 3-8 ATS last 11 as a favorite, and 1-4 ATS last five Friday games. Get the hell out of here with 15 points. Give me the Cats, too, plus 15. Now, partner, what's the second leg? All right, second leg is my favorite of the three legs to handle business. It is the under in the NBA matchup between the Pacers and the Hornets. Mm. 214, 214 and a half, wherever you're seeing it. We like it either way. This one opened up, uh, I believe, yesterday at some point at 218 and has quickly shot down. When you mm-hmm. think of the Hornets, you're thinking of an offensive team. Lately, they've been uh, winning straight up, playing well on the defensive end. Their offense hasn't been firing on all cylinders, and this Pacers team plays uh, really solid defense. They haven't been playing great as far as straight-up wins are concerned, but their scores are staying really low because of their defense and because of their lack of offense. And I don't think you have to worry about the Hornets' offense too much. I'm actually interested, side note, in the Pacers plus two, which makes me love the under even more. I think this one stays way under. These Hornets, I believe it's at least four straight they've gone to the under. Uh, The totals have been higher. Now they've dropped it down quite a bit. But their scores have actually been surprisingly really low. Each team in their previous game, they won 97-87 over the Wizards. What you would expect to be an absurdly high-scoring matchup between the Warriors, 106-102. These games are staying a lot lower than you would expect, and I think we're going to see that again tonight. Anything to add on that one, partner? 
100% under 5 and 0 Pacers last 5 as a dog and as a road dog. 7 and 0 is the under in their last 7 road games and 6 and 1 in their last 7 Friday games. Not to mention Charlotte 4 and 0 to the under last 4 overall, 9 and 2 to the under their last uh, 11 as a home favorite and they are uh, 23 and 11 to the under the last 34 games playing on one day rest, my friend. So I think this one goes well under 214 or 214 and a half. Um, you mentioned it uh, already dropping a bunch of points from open. So I think this is uh, going to be one hell of a uh, one hell of a bet here that is definitely going to help us cash the old primetime parlay. Last but certainly not least, what's the uh, third and final leg on this bad boy? Third and final leg. I know. What's that? And I'll help you on this one, though, too. Oh, I know you can help me out on this one, partner. So this is a mid-major matchup in college basketball. I am in love with this team right now, a team that you will most likely know of rather quickly here in the mid-major landscape of college, bas- college basketball. Cal State Fullerton at San Diego Toreros. We are taking San Diego minus 6.5. This San Diego team is really, really good. That is more than deserved to be laying 6.5, and, and they are going to slam through that number, no doubt about it. Uh, they are, I believe, three and one straight up. Their only loss was to California Golden Bears, Pac-12, yep. big boy. Yep. Other than that, they have been smashing some other really, really solid mid-major teams, and I think that continues again tonight. Now, I don't think Cal State Fullerton is a very good mid-major team. I don't know if you agree with me on that one or not, partner, but not I don't think they're going to have any success tonight at all against the Toreros, and I think we're going to smash through this one without any concern at all. I think so myself too. Yeah, Cal State Fullerton really not worth a hot damn when it comes to about just anything. Uh, 0 and 4, 0 4 and 1 ATS last five road games. 0 3 and 1 ATS last four as a road dog. 1 and 5 ATS last six following an ATS win, so they go up and then fall off the cliff really fast. 5 14 and 1 ATS last 20 Friday games. The Toreros quickly becoming my uh, new mid-major darling. 3-0-1 ATS last four games as a favorite and 4-1-1 ATS last six Friday games. Give me the Toreros uh, as our third and final leg on there. Minus six. I'd honestly be comfortable with that one up to minus seven and a half. I think I'd be all right with a whole nother point on that one. I think they absolutely destroy Fullerton in this matchup. So there you go. There you have it. Are there uh, primetime parlay? Three legs. One more time. Arizona Wildcats, plus 15. San Diego Toreros, minus six and a half. And the under, 214 in the Indiana Pacers versus the Charlotte Hornets game tonight. Parlay them up, three legs, plus six, 11 odds. Last time we looked, let's get a special play to the doggone pay window, my friend. I feel good about it. I haven't felt this good all week about one of these, even though I have felt good. I, I'm That's how highly I am feeling about Ugh. this damn leg. Me too. Or this damn special play, dude. I am feeling fantastic about it. Me too. I agree. I think we're in the right spot on all three of these, and uh, if it doesn't make it to the pay window, uh, we got to do some s- to discuss, and maybe we got to change up some uh, names of the special plays, what the fuck yeah. we're doing. I don't know. Because this, this is ridiculous. Keep the body guessing. Who knows? Keep the body guessing. Absolutely. Hey, there you go. Keep the fucking body guessing. I love it, Mags. All right. There you go. There you have it. Now, you know every Friday show, we got NFL picks to dish out to. Holy shit. So we've already talked a good amount of time here, about 50 minutes. Let's recap 
all of today's best bets of the day so you guys can get those hammered in in case you missed anything on that end and uh i will go through and as well tell you guys where i'm comfortable with i'm honestly comfortable with line movements on every single one of my plays i think that it's actually uh pretty much all of them are moving in the right direction except uncg i think uncg is a little bit just goofy movement i i, I yeah. really don't know I'm, i was trying to look at um some different things as it was going on and i i just couldn't see where where it was moving and why well, if I could add, I mean, I, I it seems like maybe they're trying to kind of trick you on that because all week long that type of movement has been a really solid indicator. If they did that every single time, mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier to do this thing. So I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to imagine, I think it is a, a just a trick, trick type line movement. I think it's there. a setup. And, uh, because they're yeah. not getting, you know, if they get this one wrong or if, you know, they do that line movement and UNCG is still got all the money, it's not like they're going to get, oh, man, we really – we really had a rough day. UNCG yeah, took all our like, money. It's not like that on that one. No, no. no. So no, 100%. I'm glad that's how you put that because I 150% agree. Even though I got this at plus three, I, I would take it down to plus two, plus one and a half. I wouldn't be surprised by game time. We might see this bad boy drop down. So uh, this one might actually be an earlier one on the slate. I'm actually, uh, I'm not 150% sure. Let me be sure I look and tell you guys. Make sure you get all this shit. Yeah, it's two o'clock start. So make ah. sure you get that bad boy hammered in. I got some early games here. We got some early sl- sweats going on. So without further ado, pull out your sports books, rip out whatever one is your favorite, get out your pencils in case of any mistakes, and a good old-fashioned piece of papel. And let's recap all of today's best bets of the day coming from the TTL crew for this gorgeous Friday of bets. I suppose it would help if I would have shared the screen first, but now we are live in prime time today's best bets of the day please kindly turn your attention to the top left of the screen directly above us you see our mags picks he's got two coming at you today seems like forever and ago that we talked about him nba play he's taking the boston celtics minus one and a half and college football he's taking the air force falcons money line turn your attention to the right side of the screen option opposite side of that my best bets of the day i'm taking the unc greensboro spartans comfortable with the line movement i think it comes back down closer to three i think they should be favored love the iona gales plus three cal state northridge plus two duquesne dukes minus one lamar cardinals plus one and the southern jaguars plus seven and a half love absolutely every single one of those any type of line movement that they do because I believe all of them should be favored by at least a point and a half if not two and a half points turn your attention back above us the prime time parlay three legs primed for ticket cashing lock in right now for over six to one odds the San Diego Toreros minus six and a half the Arizona Wildcats college football plus 15 and NBA leg, the Indiana Pacers versus the Charlotte Hornets under 214. I think we got six, seven, eight, and nine plays ready to make it to the damn pay window. But before we can do that tonight, please, my friends, join us in the trenches. Get ready for some good old-fashioned book bankrupting. And lock them in, harem home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day. And that are once again primed for ticket cashing in at whatever the best line is on your favorite sports book. Ooh, okay. There you go. There you have it, my friends. Now, 
We are back in action, back in prime time. It is time to switch gears quickly. We'll spend uh, just a little bit of time, maybe 15 minutes, half hour, wherever it kind of leads us here, to now week 11 of the NFL season. I repeat, it is week 11 of the NFL season. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know how we have ended up at this point. I don't know where the last 10 weeks have gone, and now all of a sudden I'm dishing out bets for the 11th week in a row. It's been an up and down roller coaster. It's been a little weird. It's been a little wild, as we all know, but I do believe I got four that we are absolutely getting to the pay window. And partner, you got two? Two for right now. Yep, two for right now. Of course, we might add, I think I'm going to stay pretty firm and pat with where I'm at, but I say that now, and then I get up Sunday morning and see some crazy movement and decide to do that, or maybe on the balcony bets too. Who knows? But again, I yield back, my friend. I give you the floor one more time, and if you would be so kind as to dish out your NFL Week 11 best bets for Gridiron Sunday. All right, I appreciate you, my man. We do line up on one, so I will save that for a second. First one up for me that I am taking by myself, I am going to the Bengals at the Raiders, and I am taking the Raiders at home in the Black Hole, plus one at the Death Star. Sorry, Black Hole was their old stadium at the Death Star. I apologize. There you go, baby. Uh, You can still call the Black Hole if you want, I think, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's all right. I'm taking the Raiders plus the one. I like the extra one-point insurance because this could be a uh, could be a high-scoring game here and could be a little sure. two-point conversion action, sure. 31-30 either way. I don't expect that. I think the Raiders get it done uh, pretty comfortably outright here. I think this Bengals, I mean, both teams, I get it, both teams haven't been playing well, but I think this Bengals team is, as opposed to the Raiders, I think the Bengals team is somewhat broken because of their defense, their defense has been absolutely horrendous. And I think mm. this Raiders team is going to get back on track and get their offense rolling. They've already been a pretty solid bounce back team. They already had a different type of stretch where they lost two straight games and then followed that up with two really, really solid 30 point, uh, 30 point offensive performances in some wins. I see you doing a little shuffling over here, but, uh, I like this Raiders hey, offense. Put the spotlight like I said. on you, kid. <laughs> I like this Raiders offense again to have some nice bounce back, much like they did a few weeks ago, and have uh, I don't know who they play next week, so I don't know if it's going to be the exact same trend where they have back to back weeks. But against this Bengals defense, I think the Raiders go over thirty points once again. I'd be interested mm-hmm. uh, in their <clears throat> team total as well. Sure. This Bengals defense got absolutely destroyed by the Jets offense with Mike White. It turned Mike sure. White into a folklore hero. And he has since fallen back down to earth. And the Browns, who have been pretty shaky and actually followed that up with a dumpster fire performance last week, the Browns offense absolutely beat them to hell. I think the Raiders mm-hmm. do that once again here on defense. I know the D, uh, Raiders defense got destroyed by the Chiefs last week, but I think the Raiders get enough pressure on Joe Burrow. That's been the Bengals' Achilles heel for their offense. All season long, they do not have, uh, when they don't have the protection for Joe Burrow, it is a wrap. You can call that one. And I think that's what we're going to see here again tonight. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, the Raiders being underdogs to what we saw in primetime on Sunday night, that ass beating they took to the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think the Raiders get this one down outright by a touchdown. If not more, it could be another beatdown for this Bengals defense. But nonetheless, give me the Raiders plus the one to take care of business at home. I agree with you. Uh, I wanted to let you have this one. I didn't want to. I was kind of jumping all the way in the boat, and then I was like, ah, I want to add it to my card. I'll just back you. So uh, technically, kind of adding it to my card, but not my official card. So yeah, I love it. 
I think uh, one weird thing, I talked about it actually yesterday. If um, if there's any team that generates pressure, uh, it's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. They might not yeah. blitz at a very high rate, but they generate pressure. And if it's one team that they are just absolutely overjoyed to be playing, it's the terrible offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow gets blown up left, right, and center every game. So I'm in board or on board with your partner, uh, Las Vegas, plus one this weekend. If you could be so kind as to dish out the second one there, my friend. I, I will absolutely do that. I'm just laughing because uh, whenever you switch us around, you turn like you're uh, still talking oh, to me on the other Oh, <laughs> fuck. I forget. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Damn. So we are uh, lining up on this one, partner. Now, correct me if you, have, uh, if you haven't heard this before, but man, boy, oh boy, are the Chiefs back or are they Oh, back, they're so back, dude. Jeez, they man. are so back, dude. They're going to run the table, right? Yes. Uh, not so fast. At least against the spread. I would not Whoa. even shock me if they got this one done outright. Uh, but I don't think they're going to cover the spread. The Cowboys plus two and a half is our next best bet of the weekend. Yes, sir. That Raiders team, obviously the performance last week that the Chiefs put out looked fantastic. And their defense has looked solid the last two weeks. Two weeks ago against the Packers, I don't, I'm not drawing too much from what the Chiefs did defensively against Jordan Love. They found the perfect recipe of just blitzing the hell out of a rookie quarterback. And for whatever reason, Matt LaFleur and that offense didn't realize how to turn things around and change things until late in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. It obviously pissed me off as a Packers fan. But nonetheless, (laughs) I'm not buying into this uh, Chiefs defense quite yet. I think this Cowboys offense has gotten themselves back on track like we saw last week. They had the two-week stretch, one without Dak, one with Dak. uh, And then the game with Dak where they looked horrible. They're back on track. They got it done last week. They looked fantastic. I think they keep the train rolling once again, and this Chiefs Mm. defense gets back to looking like the complete liability that they have been. I think the Chiefs offense is going to continue to improve, not be as bad as they had been, but that Raiders defense, for whatever reason, they got away from whatever, or they got away from the defensive scheme that every other team had been running all season long against the Chiefs and done it with success. I don't know why the Raiders didn't follow the same type of script. I think the Cowboys are going to do that. I think they're going to do it fairly well. I do think it's going to be a tight game and it's going to be pretty high scoring. But I think this Cowboys offense against the Chiefs defense is the biggest mismatch in this game. And I think that's what gets it done. Like I said, I think the Cowboys get this done outright. Wouldn't shock me if we saw another situation where, uh, you know, you get a two and a half uh, plus two and a half cover, but not a straight up win. So I'm actually going to stay away from the money line in this one. Because, again, I think this is going to be high scoring, going to be a lot of uh, potential late-game two-point conversion type uh, type stuff. And one way or another, we see a 30-31 to 31 type game. Um, like I said, if you're putting a gun to my head, I think the Cowboys get it done outright. But give me those two and a half and what I think is going to be a high-scoring game partner. I agree with you, man. I think this is going to be back and forth. And I was actually going to cap it off because you pretty much said everything I, I could have possibly said. I don't think they're back because of that win against the Packers, against the Giants. They barely won 20-17 to 17 at home. And then against Tennessee. In Tennessee, 27-3 to 3 loss. That you don't ever like to see that. And I don't think that they are back at all, my friends. I think it was uh, kind of a product of uh, this line is a product of how last week's game went. And I think you need to throw it all the way out the window I don't think uh for one second you need to think that Kansas City is back and back the uh, minus two and a half but I think too Dallas could lose this right at two points just like you partner but 
they'll win this game because of how high powered their offense is. Their defense takes advantage of mistakes, just goofy little mistakes. And I think that they can force Patty Mahomes into one of those or one of the running backs into one of those. But offensively, the Cowboys are just going to shred this Kansas City defense. They're 26th in total yards allowed, 23rd versus the pass, 18th versus the rush, and 20th in points per game allowed. Dak and the boys are going to have a field day, and you're out of your mind if you don't think they're going to, regardless of if this is an arrowhead or not. Don't believe me. Believe the trends. Dallas 5-0 ATS last five as a dog. 4-1 ATS last five as a road dog. 6-1 ATS last seven following an ATS win. And Kansas City 0-5 ATS at home in 2021. 0-5 ATS last five following an ATS win. And Kansas City 1-10 ATS last 11 home games. And 0-5 ATS last five as a home favorite. No way am I back in Kansas City minus two and a half. They can't cover a bet if you call them a blanket. Give us, me and him, the Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half. Mr. Magnuson, R. Mags, Riley, my friend, anything else you need to dish out, deliver, lay down in regards to your NFL best bets of the weekend? Not really. I do hope uh, for our sake from the national media that the Cowboys actually lose by one or two points because if the Cowboys win this the Nash on Monday morning, the national uh, just it's over. pants it's explosion wrap. over the Cowboys. I don't think wrap. we'll be able to bear it. So I really no. do hope that we get a, a outright loss, but a cover in this one. Uh, so knock on wood that I'm not. Because uh, then if, if that happens, then the Chiefs are really back. And then we can probably get some more favorable lines again. They'd be like, oh, we were on the right side. That was just a bullshit. That was bullshit. But no, it was actually probably even really better. the right side. Yep. So even better <laughs> on that one. So Love there you go. There you have it. Our mags weak. 11 NFL best bets. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you and your picks as always. Let's keep this proverbial podcast train steaming down the tracks with my NFL Week 11 best bets. All right. Well, I already told you about the Cowboys, so we ain't got to waste any time there. Now, don't call me crazy on this first one because I really think you're going to be quoting me uh, come Monday morning, but, or maybe even Sunday afternoon, I'm going to the matchup between. The Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans, the AFC South matchup, and the Titans are going to run away with this one, my friend. Oh, hell no, they're not. I'm taking the Houston Texans plus 10 and a half or 10. I'm fine with it there. I've put this one closer to a touchdown. It might even get wild and finish with a field goal. You don't believe me, my friends. Believe a couple of key things. Houston's coming off a bye. You're going to have way more healthy of a Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod covers on this show, my friends. Um, I think he was really forced into that Miami game, and I don't, I just don't think that was the true version of Tyrod. This team has actually had time on the bye now to heal up in general. They were dealing with a shitload of injuries, and now on both sides of the ball, they are healed up. Another thing that's sticking out to me is Tennessee's rushing attack is not the same. I really wish everybody would stop saying that because it is not the same without Derrick Henry. It doesn't matter. They've accumulated 135 of total, 135 yards of total rushing. Uh, I was going to get 135 total rushing yards. That would have been perfect. I don't know why I tried to correct myself there. Either way, it hasn't been good, my friends, is what I'm trying to tell you. I uh, I look back, and Deontay Foreman led last week with 30 yards, and he led the week before with 29 yards. That was against New Orleans and the Rams. Obviously, Houston is not either one of those defenses, but... If they're going to zone in anywhere and they're going to hang their hats on anything, it's going to be against that. Now, if they can stop that, then they force Ryan Tannehill to try and beat them, and that is where they really, really, really hang their hats this year. If the Houston team can do anything, 
it stop a pass from time to time. They're 18th in the league. They're kind of right around the middle of the ballpark, so they're not anything fucking crazy. I like them to be able to uh, keep keep this game a little bit close once the uh, front seven shuts down that rushing attack that is just not the same without Derrick Henry. But you don't believe me, my friends. Believe the trends. Tennessee, 13-18-1 ATS as a favorite under head coach Vrabel. Why am I spa- why am I spacing on his first name? Mike Vrabel, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I I, I don't <laughs> know why. I, Mike just. I was looking uh, at something else anyway, so I didn't. No, even hear no, you. it's cool. I I I said Vrabel, head coach Vrabel. Either way, I, I didn't want to say Mike. I don't know why that didn't sound right. Uh, Tennessee seven ten and one ATS as home favorites under Vrabel as head coach, and they are three and two ATS at home this year. Oh, that's a great trend. They're three and they're going to keep improving. No, no, the two losses they were favorites, my friends. Do not back them as favorites at home. They are not good under Vrabel. You don't believe me? They're one and four ATS last five week 11 games almost in this exact spot houston eight and three ats last 11 after scoring less than 15 points in the previous game five and two ats last seven following an ats loss and 14 and six ats the last 20 meetings with the tennessee titans i didn't stutter 14 and six ats and away dogs this year my friends 56 34 and one ats because home favorites are incredibly inflated do not buy into the 10.5. Give me tie rod covers in all 10.5 points. I put this closer to 5.5 at maximum. Partner, I might be crazy enough to back you. One thing that I love that's going to get you going even further. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are you aware of who the Tennessee Titans play next week? Uh-oh. I did not look that far ahead. Well, we've got ourselves a good old-fashioned classic trap game right here against these Tennessee or against these Houston Texans because the Tennessee Titans travel to the red-hot New England Patriots oh. in a massive seeding oh. implications, or maybe oh. not seeding, but yeah, See, I mean, I guess if the Patriots win that game, they're going to be steaming down the tracks even harder. So, I love a that. Bit of a look ahead spot. I love that. Look ahead spot. I'm not typically a spot guy, but hey, I think that's definitely worth noting in that spot, my friend. So there you go. First best bet of the day, Houston Texans plus 10.5. Second best bet for this weekend's NFL action. I'm going to the game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval! That's damn right. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 6.5, my friends. This line stinks to high hell, and there's no way I'm not backing the Jaguars at home. It is a short turnaround week for the 49ers. I just told you I'm not a spot guy, but man, oh man, this feels like a spot where they (laughs) let you down. They're traveling to hot, humid Florida, down to Jacksonville, Duval County. And I think after playing that huge, emotional victory, victorious win against L.A., that uh, they are in for a big letdown spot here against J.A.X. You don't believe me. I think there's a couple other things that you need to take note of. If Shanahan cannot get the run going... His offense don't get going because then you got to depend all on old Paisan Jimmy Garoppolo. And it just does not work out most of the time when you have to do that. Now, why do I think that that is going to be a key thing? Because if this Jacksonville team hangs their hat on anything defensively, it's stopping the damn rush. Did you know they're 11th in the NFL 
against the rush on defense this year? That's right. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 11th in the NFL against the rush. I think they are going to shut down this 49ers rushing attack that has been a carousel of disgustingness all year long. I don't think they are going to get going at all. And then I think you see the offense sputter. They had somewhat of a similar attack or uh, a plan rather against the Buffalo Bills. And we saw that in nine to six. I'm not saying they get the outright win. I'm just saying that I think they keep this well within six and a half points, only a field goal in my mind. I think injuries are going to loom large as well. 49ers uh, a little bit banged up, but they do have some guys coming back. You'd be like, oh, geez, they got Dre Greenlaw coming back. Oh, they got this. Oh, man, I think we're going to see some rust. Uh, I don't know that we're going to see all the defensive cohesion that everybody's expecting right off the jump from some of these guys. They've been out five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks, and at this point in time, the games are at full 150% swing. So I think we see a little bit of rust and a lack of cohesion from the 49ers defense. Call me crazy now. Feel free to quote me on that later. Last but not least, you know I brought the tw- the twins, the twins, the trends. <laughs> Jacksonville four and two ATS last six. San Francisco two and four ATS last six. San Francisco 11, 23 and one ATS as a favorite under Kyle Shanahan. That is right, 11, 23 and one ATS. Two and five ATS last seven on grass. One and four ATS last five following an ATS win. They're one and five ATS last six Sunday games. Wouldn't you know that? That's the one day of the week football's played on besides Monday and Thursday and they ain't good on it and then Jacksonville five and one ATS last six November games and four and one ATS last five versus a team with a losing record that's right the 49ers got a losing record give me the damn Jags down in Duval plus six and a half for my second best bet of the day Partner, I love it. I I, I really let's don't know fucking, if I have the balls. I really don't go. know. Come on, sack up. I, I, I'm hyped. You got the, I might you be... got the yones. You got the yones. Come on. I might. I Come might. on. So one thing that I do like and that I think you're going to like as well, Elijah Mitchell, one guy that I really like for the Niners is very questionable. He had finger surgery on Tuesday, and they're yeah, yep. still out. Even despite him being a rookie, we had deserved him to let, at least go up until game time. He just had surgery on Tuesday. Why are we even talking about this? And uh, I, I have to imagine he's going to be sitting out. I am not a big fan mm-hmm. of Jeff Wilson mm-hmm. Jr. If he's in, mm-hmm. that's when the run defense or run offense really struggles. And man, oh man, this Jags defense has been scrapping the last couple of weeks, dude. I <laughs> I like it. I really do. I it's it. just smash I, it. I smash it. Okay, don't question okay. it. Smash it. All right, I'm love smashing. it. Absolutely love it. No question about it. It's a sharp side right now too. Uh, I think all the public's going to be buying in uh, to their opponents, my friend. I think the 49ers are way too overvalued. But hey. Call me crazy now. Feel free to quote me later. Third best my, uh, bet. Sorry, oh. sorry to cut you up. My phone just popped up. It's like, are you sure you want to bet on the Jaguars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such I'm a in. jackass. I'm Arizona Card. Okay, third third best bet. <laughs> Fuck you. Third best bet. Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks. We're going home for the twelfth man. Mm. Go Hawks taking the seattle seahawks plus two and a half this one's a five-star play for me my friends this is a setup line and a half if i've ever seen one main thing that's coming down to it and if you're a fan of the ttl pod you heard us talking about it yesterday in our max sidebar i'm pretty much betting on this because i believe kyler murray's going to be out and why do i say that and how do you can i really say that with him being a game time decision well look at it from this perspective they got a buy next week And then it gets really into the thick of it uh, after that in week 13, 14, 15, 16. And then, holy shit, we got 18 weeks now. Why would you even risk your all-star quarterback in that spot and maybe have a chance for him to uh, 
get hurt even further, and then you lose him for maybe even potentially the entire season. They've been really coy about it all, all week. They've been, oh, yeah, I'm trending in the right direction. Ah, da, 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 da. Kingsbury doing his shit. I don't think he's playing. Maybe D-Hop comes back, maybe, but then again, why do you want to risk wide receiver one when you can just go into the bye, the Rams lost, you guys started out hot as shit, you're fine. You can literally, Colt McCoy can throw another, you know I'm a big fan of Colts, any Colt out there I'm a huge fan of, but you, you know that you can just toss him out there and, and okay, what the hell if he loses, what the hell if he doesn't. Either way, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm betting on in this spot, but there are a couple of the key things. I think points are going to be at a premium here. Crazy to see the total at 47.5 between these two teams. I think that's because Seattle is going to shut them down defensively. We saw what Seattle did uh, last week to your boy, uh, Mags. Rhodes struggled there for a little while. I know he had the time off with the old Uncle Rona, uh, dealt with some other bullshit. But, uh, you know, I still, they looked really, really good. I think the fourth They're quarter... Really yeah, I think the fourth quarter just got out of hand, and maybe if that was in front of the 12th man, that would have potentially swung in the favor of the Seahawks. Didn't happen. I think it happens this week. I know it's the exact same spread. Wouldn't you know it? It's dropping down to two on some books as well, my friend. So I think that's going to be really key here. And then last but not least, the uh, weather. It's going to be a little bit more chilly than Arizona's been playing in. It's about 40 degrees at game time. Might have a little bit of rain coming in. No snow, nothing crazy yet, but uh, definitely a lot more chillier than uh, the Cardinals have been used to, and I think that's a little shock to the old system for them. But you don't believe me. Believe the trends, my friends. Arizona is 8-2 and two straight up. I don't know why the hell. I oh, yes, yes, I apologize. They're 8-2 and two straight up, and Seattle's 3-6 and six straight up. I wanted to use this as a closing point. Uh, I, I totally forgot to mention this before I get into the trends. There is very, very um, still potential for Seattle to make a playoff run. So 3-6 and six straight up, you're like, oh, they're dead. Well, think about it with the 18th week, and if Arizona... They only got to lose four more. They got a thick schedule. They lose four more. They finish exactly the same 11 and six as the Seattle Seahawks and Seattle could win out. If they win this game outright, then they got Washington, San Francisco, Houston, Los Angeles Rams, Chicago, Detroit, and Arizona again. They could potentially win out and still be in a playoff spot. So I think this is where it starts right here and right now. And then this is where I was going to segue into, if you don't believe me, believe the trends. Arizona 1-5-1 ATS last seven November games. 0-5-1 ATS last six week 11 games. They're also 7-10 and ATS as a favorite under Cliff Kingsbury. And Seattle 44-31-3 ATS as a puppy dog under Pete Carroll. 15-9 ATS as a home puppy dog under Pete Carroll. They're 14-6 ATS their last 20 as a a dog overall 3-1-1 one one ATS last five week 11 games and following an ATS loss they are 17-8-2 ATS in their last 27 following one of them there against the spread losses I think this is a setup line and a half I think Kyler ends up being out and I'm trending in the direction that D-Hop is out again why risk it with a bye week coming up third best bet of the day and actually final now because we already told you about the Cowboys plus two and a half Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half. You've got me over the edge, my man. I Let's am locking go. in all these bad boys, man. Let's uh, go. One thing. One thing uh, okay, far so a couple things as far as uh -huh. that weather. It's going to be frigid for the Cardinals. It's going to feel like paradise for the Seahawks after oh, being in uh, snowy being in Lambeau, Lambeau Field last The month, frozen last tundra of Lambeau Field. Uh, but not to mention, I mean, I I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's certainly possible that the uh, Seahawks can go on a run. I would have. I think their sights 
I mean, the sixth and seventh seed in the NFC right now making the playoffs. The Saints five and four, Carolina Panthers five and five. Mm. Only team that's mm. uh, basically dead is the Detroit Lions. Everybody yes, else is kind of alive for those yes, last sir. two spots, dude. And uh, I didn't realize this. I'm usually that guy that looks, uh, oh, this team's about to make a run. Look at all these weak games I got. That's usually me. I haven't done that too much. I'm glad you turned me on to the Seahawks. It's the ski squawks, dude. I think they might go on a nice little run and maybe be one of those last two teams. I don't know. It's going to be a dog, especially with the way that Falcons are dropping off. It's going to be a dogfight for those last two spots. So this might be the spot where they start to turn it on. I don't know, man. Well, I think so, too, my friend. So I'm glad you're on board with me. I hope you guys are, too. And I hope you're ready to recap this weekend's Week 11 Sunday NFL Sunday Best Bets of the Weekend because, my friends, they are about to be live in prime time on your screen. So rip out your sports books for the second time here today and get ready to hammer them in live from Duval, the pool out in the end zone, from Poolval, <laughs> what you know, mean, <laughs> fuck you mean, baby, we in Poolval, yeah, pool if you would ball. so, if we well, you, gotta, so. you gotta emphasize the L on the pool, <laughs> the I don't want to Poolval, <laughs> the Poolval, <laughs> If you would be the pool of all, if you would be so kind to turn your attention to the left side of your screen for our mags, best oh, bets yeah. of the weekend. Two NFL picks coming at you. He's taking the Las Vegas Raiders against the Cincinnati Bengals. Plus one likes the backing. You get crazy enough, go ahead, sprinkle the money line, but he ain't throwing it. He is lining up with me. I'm lining up with him. Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half for his second best bet. Don't have to mention that for mine on the right side of your screen. So how about my other three? I got the Houston Texans plus ten and a half. Way too many damn points in a division game. The Jacksonville Jaguars plus six and a half. Welcoming in the 49ers to Duval to whoop their ass. Good teams win. Great teams cover. I think they might potentially do both in a huge letdown spot for the 49ers. And my last one of the weekend, Seattle Seahawks at home plus two and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. My friends, not that I need to say it anymore, not that I need to rehash it again, because you guys know what to do. But in case somebody came in to the show that has no idea, I kindly ask you to lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get this weekend's Week 11 NFL Best Bets Prime for ticket cash and in it, whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Damn, jump on in, boys. The water's fine. Oh, baby. Look, yeah. I had one. I had one I was going to send where it was literally underwater, but the picture didn't translate well, and it was uh, it was going to look a little goofy, fucking, but I love this one even better. I fucking love it, dude. That is absolutely electric. When I saw you send that, I was just like, no way, dude. That is so awesome. All right, there we go. There you have it. All of our picks, all of our uh, picks for today, our special play, NFL Week 11, everything recapped for you. No money line dice roll today because it just takes way too much time out of it. We are 19 minutes, almost 20 past the top of the hour here, my friends. Thank you all so much for hanging out, dishing us some comments. If you guys got any comments left, anything else, always as a reminder, drop them down. We will be more than happy to answer them here. We got uh, 
We'll go a little bit, 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Hey, you. we always say that, oh, 10, 15 minutes, and the next thing you know, you better hammer in the damn over. Typically, over's getting the juice right around minus 170, and I would tell you the under's probably right around plus 250. So you better strap in for the second half of the show, my friends. If you thought we were crazy before now, well, I hate to break it to you. It's about to get even crazier. With our mag sidebar, let's talk some lean, some banter, a little bit of TTL announcements, maybe one or two here or there. Kicking things off, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 167 of the TTL pod on this absolutely gorgeous Friday of Bets, also known as November 19th, 2021. I'll keep it quick, my man. We'll get on to some other things. Gun to your head. Uh, Gun to your head. I know you're the mid-major king. So this, uh, and I know you're obviously tapped into everything else, but way too early. I'm sure our thoughts are going to change after a week, after two weeks, after a month or two. Gun to your head, college basketball. Who's your pick to come out on top in, uh, you know, early April? Bloody hell. Tough pick. I'm, I'm shaking in I my boots. I got the gun to your head, though. I'm shaking in my boots, Mags. Um, gum. Yeah. I was really high on the Cats, Villanova Wildcats, start, starting it off. They looked a little lackluster against UCLA. I do think Mick's Cron- Mick Cronin's boys are those guys, pal. I think UCLA is going to be a fucking I, tournament I pull, team. I'm pulling back what I was saying deep, about them, most definitely. Deep tournament team again this year. Um, is those boys turning shit around? Obviously, you're going to have the fab vibe. I think the Fab Vibe makes another Elite Eight run. I would say they'll get some shit together. They just, they're just they just not as experienced as a unit as they were last year. They fixed mm-hmm, some of that shit, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. we're going to see Michigan go on a damn run. Yeah. Um, sleeper teams, my like my mid-major teams, man, I think Drexel's going to be fucking sneaky this year. I really, really do. They keep sticking out in my mind. Um, another team, uh, I'm trying to think. Who, uh, who, who do you got? I might think of a couple more that I might be interested in. Uh, I mean, I'm taking. I'm looking at the top 25, so it's a little easier for me because okay. I wasn't even sure of my own pick. But I mean, I don't know, man. There's a handful of teams that look really, really damn good. Their entire mm. country is so close from like 10 on down. Anybody can beat anybody. I don't know if it's top 10, top five, top eight. There's a lot of teams that look really freaking good. Gonzaga is one of them. It's tough to ignore them. Man. I'm honestly not sleeping on Duke this year, man. The way they mm. have come no, out, they've no, got no, me no. impressed. Obviously, they're going to be going as balls to the wall as any Coach K team has ever had, trying to win it for him in his last year. I don't know if I want to buy into that or not. Kansas looks really freaking good, too. I don't know, man. It's tough to call for me. Like I said, I'm pulling back what I said about UCLA. Yeah. I don't want to say Duke, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm interested in Duke. So I know it's really early, but another team, though, man, that is, is in the top 10, top 5 conversation now at this point in time is Memphis. Memphis is going to be oh, a yes. sneaky good yeah. fucking team, dude. I mean, I know it's early, and I say that because Seton Hall's a damn good tournament team. They always turn it around, but I thought they would be able to keep it within fucking— St. Louis, you mean? Uh, uh, yeah, St. Louis, um, within 11 and a half uh, against Memphis. I mean, Memphis baked up pickles off of them dude i mean it was insane so i think you guys need to write down memphis i don't know that we're going to get them out of fucking favorable number till the damn tournament though it's going to be the thing i'm glad you mentioned that i honestly slipped my mind because i think the reason they're not getting their respect because they're still number 12th in the country this was like what their expectations were last year they had an unbelievable unbelievable excuse me i can't even say unbelievable unbelievable amount of talent (laughs) 
And they just didn't come together last year like we expected them to. And now yeah. they are. And because of what they did last year, they're probably still not getting the respect. But I agree with you, man. I'm glad you brought them up because they might be uh, they're yeah, they're dark sick. horse and they're going to be they're going to be a tough outcome March, dude. Most deaf, most deaf. I, uh, I'm also glad that you mentioned Duke because, I mean, it looks like Pablo Bancaro is going to be all right. It looks like everything. Paolo. Paolo uh, looks like yeah. everything's going to be Which, okay in that. We uh, were kind of hard on him, but that was some weird headlines. Like, how are you going to throw the best player in the country? Down? Like, Yeah, and like, like it was almost like choices a choices that I stand by what we yeah, said. But, sure, but, but like, still, I, yeah, like, I, I stand by but everything we said about that shit. But like, I, but, I mean, come the headlines on, like, were a little gross. Aiding the and abetting. Yeah, come yeah, on. Like, don't be an ass. On. Like, come on. Like, okay, if this kid is facing serious shit like that, why is he back on the court dropping threes on everybody's head? Same night. Same fucking night. Like, chill out. Like, seriously, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, Coach Case farewell to her. I'm buying into the Blue Devils, my dude. And did you know that their um their like pride fight song, whatever, like you know, like how teams come up with like have pep rallies or shit, like they have one song, especially in college. Did you know it was every time Cascada, we kiss, baby. I get the feeling in it? <laughs> I had, had no idea. Years, I had no it's idea. Goofy. And like that's I mean, that what had to come out in like 2012, 20 like it's not it's not super, super new, but it's not super old. So it's like I would have guessed I, older than that, but I could be wrong. Really? I, I don't know. Maybe I have no idea, but uh, maybe you can look that up. But at what point in time was old Shashevsky sitting there and said, you know what? Every time we touch, I get feeling. Oh, so yeah, like they, so he he's been there way longer than 2006. So at some point in time, he's sitting at his desk at 2006. Oh, Cascada pops on the radio. Shusevsky just care. gets to moving in his chair and he says, "Boys, boys, hey, hey, somebody come in here. I got it. I fucking got. It. I mean, I'm telling you, it gets pretty fucking electric when those boys come out to it. I love it. I absolutely love it." Um, outside of that, Kentucky's looked a little bit lackluster. I think, uh, I think they're going to be good. They obviously, I think the I boys mean, will get turned around. It's obviously early. You kind of saw yeah. the matchup against Duke and Duke was clearly the better team, but I think Kentucky will be a lot better. They'll be top 25 all year though. Yeah. Bama's also kind of flying under the radar. Um, they've been handling business. I think they're going to fly under the radar and be another tournament team. I think they Some could of those be. SEC schools are going to be like they were last year yeah. where you're not really respecting them top 10, but they could smack you in the mouth. Yes, sir. I would think about it. All all right. Uh, so outside of that, my mid-major boys, I didn't back Weber State yesterday. Loved them. Loved the movement. Didn't back them because I was just too noivous. I didn't know it was their home opener. I screwed up. Actually, it wasn't their home opener. It was a neutral site. I thought it was going to be. That's why I stayed away from it. But they absolutely cooked. Uh, I don't even remember who they ended up playing. I don't even remember. Uh, it, it was at, yeah, I don't even remember because I just stayed away. I was like, no, I don't, I, I never forget it. And they ended up just absolutely killing it. Um, so Weber State's back on the map. I think they might be potential dark horse on some lower level uh, teams. Um, still loving San Diego, man, or Santa Clara, the Broncos. Yeah. They're favored by 16 and a half points today. Holy cow, my boys. I'm telling you, the Broncos might be the move. What, what are you thinking? I mean, I said I tweeted it out last night. Can we talk about how good the Big East has been so far? They've obviously had a couple slip-ups in certain spots, but whether it's ATS or straight up, you got Marquette knocking off Illinois. Now Don't miss. Don't. Uh, St. John's obviously Don't. didn't end up getting the win, I don't think, against Indiana, right? But they obviously got the cover. How did I just, like, fucking blank on that? Those two teams right. you need to take note of. This is Shaka's oh, revenge Saint tour. John. Shaka's revenge tour, dude. I'm telling so, you, the Golden Eagles are sick. To come so down, to segue, 12 point, they were fucking down by 12, dude. Yeah. They, oh, my gosh. So to segue into at least one lean, because obviously we're getting close to an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. One play that we didn't talk about, Marquette, once again today, even bigger dogs Told you than the fucking, yesterday. the over was getting the juice, minus 175. 
<laughs> yeah, take I, the over. <laughs> we can skip a bunch of leans because no, that was really the one going. that I was interested in talking about. Was Keep Marquette going. We got hey, we got good half. vibes. Everybody needs good vibes. There's too much toxicity 100%. and shit. We got good vibes coming today. It's fucking a beautiful Friday. Keep it moving, kid. But Marquette, I think the plus five and a half last I checked. I'm trying to find it really? right now. It's Get up the to fuck out of here. Uh, maybe plus five against. Um, uh, let's see against West uh, West Virginia, who West Virginia looks like they might be a damn good team this year, but. Once again, are you trusting? I mean, it obviously is a back-to-back, but Western, uh, West Virginia obviously played somebody yesterday as well. Smoked Elon by 20. Haven't really played anybody yet, so I don't know what to make of them. And I don't know if you trust Marquette. That seems a little fishy. That That's yeah. even more points than they were getting yesterday, and they handled Ole Miss outright. I'm staying away. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason you need to back that. Oh, Huggy Bear is going to have the boys rocking and rolling. Yeah. And you, th- you think Huggy Bear is going to let fucking Shaka come into West Virginia and kick their fucking ass? No way. The, bo- the boys will be fucking running for the next month if they come in and do that yeah. shit. So well, I'm, I, I, I want to look and see if that's neutral side or not because some of these uh some of these tournament or some of these early games have been like tournament we're starting to get into those like Thanksgiving yeah, the early invitationals yeah yeah the early invitationals and shit i mean i don't know dude huggy bear's got the boys 36 and adjusted defense 55th and adjusted offense 96th and tempo so yeah, i think no, they, i'm they staying away it is yeah. a neutral site game though it's in south carolina okay so i mean hey Something to think about there. But, yeah, Marquette's going to be sneaky good. Shaka's just killing everybody in his way. He don't give a damn. So, I, I'm i all over Marquette and the boys. Um, and then who was the other team that I just said to? Um, Weber. Uh, Weber. Uh, no, no, it's just another one that we backed last night. I can't remember who the hell. Um, uh, doggone it. Either way. I don't know. Either way. Uh, well, shit, we got plenty of college basketball stuff we're going to continue <laughs> to be talking about uh, for the foreseeable future. Now – Another key reason why you turn in, tune into the TTL pod, you don't have to flick through Twitter trying to find, oh my gosh, is this guy in? Is this guy out? Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Because we got it all right here live in prime time. Every possible update that is available right now, we have it live at our fingertips. So, my friends, let me get everything rocking and rolling here. Of course, as soon as I say that, sometimes, okay, beautiful. Couple of Browns updates, my friends. Mm. Kicking gears of the NFL. Uh, Kevin Stefanski says that Baker is good to go and will start. He is still dealing with multiple injuries, though, per Scott Petrak. Per Tom Withers, Stefanski said Nick Chupacabra is good to go. So the big old bowling ball will be busting teeth this weekend. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them against the Lions. I didn't have any play there, so I'm not too certain. So probably stay away from that one. Uh, Too many points, but I definitely don't trust yeah. the Lions. No, I don't either. A um, couple of other, yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones questionable. Uh, outside of that, nothing major for the Browns. Um, Dallas Goddard, good for you, got paid. He signed himself a four-year contract extension. Nice. So good for that man. Uh, outside of that. I saw Lamar are- was back at practice today. Yep, absolutely. After whatever uh, illness he's been dealing with. The uh, poo-poos, I do believe. The boo-boos, um, yeah. yeah. Most likely, probably in that ballpark, somewhere in that realm. Uh, I mean, same quick team, update. Though. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I mean, we've talked about it already a little bit this week. Any different feelings on uh, Bears-Ravens this Sunday? I'm I'm still to just up for believing the Bears, that. To set up for I, the that's Bears. what I'm saying. To Everyone's like, Bears. oh, the Bears are the, are the live dog. I'm not buying I've it. I've backed dude. them in this exact spot time and time again. As a I've matter of fact, this, this of exact season. I'm not doing it again. I'm not. 
This is the exact thing. So, something's going on in Baltimore. Shout out Newbie Talks. Uh, not trying to, to mock you or anything, but shout out my guy. <laughs> uh, I I just don't think I, – I think that line is an overreaction to freaking Lamar Jackson having a little bit of diarrhea midweek. He's been doing that all year. He's been doing it all fucking year. And then everybody and their dogs in Chicago, oh, my gosh, the Bears are back. The Bears are back. We're welcoming in Baltimore. Watch out, everybody. The Bears are back. And – I just don't think the Bears are back, my friends. I I was listening to ESPN 1000. Shout out my guys Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. And one of the things that Sylvie said, I believe he's going to be at the game this week, and he said, I don't want to see another slow start after how well we finished last game against the Steelers. We had the bye week to prepare to be ready to rock and roll for this. And unfortunately, Mr. Silverman, I think that's what we're going to see. It's classic Matt Nagy ball. It is what it is. Both of these teams start slow, so I think that's why this line is so short because the books the books think that, okay, Baltimore's definitely going to win this by a touchdown, but we don't want to get killed early because it could start really, 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 really slow, and it could be 0-3 to three on some crazy shit in the third quarter, and the Bears are an insane price live dog because it's late in the game, and then all of a sudden, you hammer them in, and then, oh my gosh, the Baltimore Ravens go up 21-3, to three, and it just all of a sudden looked like a completely different game. I'm telling you, my friends, I've watched it time and time and time and time again. I backed the four and a half, so many other spots, I just... I don't think it happens this week, my friend. I don't. I'm really close to hammering in the Ravens, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I can't do it. You know, I'm not. Uh, also, shout out, newbie. I am not brave enough to join that dark side. I'm a part no. of a lot of other dark sides, but betting against my team, the ultimate win-win. I still can't get that to connect in my brain. So, hey, shout out to you, newbie, to be able to uh, fade the old Philadelphia squeagles. I have a different, and I, I I fully respect it. Like if you think you're gonna win some money, or you know, I can't do that. I am more so like ah, if I lose this, I'm already gonna be pissed off that they <laughs> my team lost. And what's what's another? You know, obviously it's money that I'm losing also. But it's like all right, well, I I, I can accept this responsibility if they lose. I don't know, man. I don't me. know. And not for me either, but hey, shout out. Sometimes the Blackhawks, but other than that. <laughs> other than that, that's about it. Um, outside of that, nothing else real major breaking. I, yeah, I don't think the Bears are where you need to be uh, dropping your money. Um, really outside of that, looks like uh, we're pretty well in the clear as far as uh, any updates, anything on that ballpark. Poshmark says, you all are amazing. I uh, love when they nice. send little things like that. So how about that? Um, out. Outside of that, sh- yeah, shout out. Poshmark. Um, that's the craziest thing, dude. I downloaded it so long ago, I hardly ever use the fucker, but they always send me like um, motivational shit. So I'll just yep. like a little notification. So I, I well, there you go. Um, outside of that, dude, we're uh, 34 minutes over the top of the hour. Anything that uh, you need to lay out? Anything we missed as far as banter, sidebar, anything in between there? I think I'm all set, dude. I'm. Uh, uh, I've got myself a little, from a gambling red flag perspective, a little nervous about my pack. But uh, from what they've done all year in certain spots like these, it's uh, easing my easing my concerns a little bit. But uh, we'll see. I'm staying now. away. We'll I'm see. staying away. No way I could get. I wanted to get in the boat when it was two and a half, and then it dropped down to one and a half, and I said, "Oh, that's too good. That's too good to be true. I couldn't do it." I mean, I have to imagine on my own power, I'll probably hammer something in, and I'll obviously have my props. But I think it's gonna be one where I don't uh, don't endorse the old uh, the old spread pick this week. I don't know. I think so. 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Either way, there you go. There you have it. Uh, once again, we have uh, joined the Chalkboard family. We have our own board on there, and you can track all of our picks. Follow them at ChalkboardHQ on Twitter. Shout out uh, our guy, Ted, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, you'll be seeing him on another one of our uh, shows, Wise Words. We plan to have him on as a guest, uh, talk a little, about, uh, little bit about being an entrepreneur, young entrepreneur in this industry, and just in general. He's a uh, Hell of a smart son of a gun, and uh, love talking with him. So, want to bring him on to Wise Words. Speaking of Wise Words, no, we didn't have it this week. We're going to have it next week, baby. We're recording season two, episode number one on Monday, and it will drop on Wednesday, just as per usual, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, stay tuned for that. But another show, Cup of Joe on campus. Tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Obviously telling you about all these additional updates and everything because we don't take time on that show to do so. We just dive through all of the college football slate, all of the college basketball slate, drink a couple cup of joe with you, cash some tickets, talk some shit, and then get on about our Saturdays. We'll have that coming to you, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, again tomorrow. Uh, back to Chalkboard. Download the app. Come join us on our board. Um, you can find it in our link tree as well or also on TalkingTheLine.com in the Today's Best Bets tab. Basically, think um, Tracking Bets Action Network, but with Discord involved as well. We absolutely love it. I love the concept. Been test driving it for a little while now and absolutely love the board, love the channels. I love everything those guys are doing over there. And they are so quickly, fastly moving, growing, moving, shaking. There's shit that we know about that I, I can't even believe that they've already delved deep into. So I can't wait to see where these guys go. I suggest you get on board now. Much like I tell you to get on the TTL rocket, get on the chalkboard rocket because it's going to the moon and it is an amazing app. So join us there. Still follow us on the Action app because we're gradually um, moving all of our stuff over to chalkboard. So uh, you can find me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. You can find Riley at rmags and then all of the TTL pod daily best bets at talking the line outside of that my friend anything else that I missed talked about talking the line.com again that's where you can find everything TTL outside of that I think we just about covered everything we possibly could on this beautiful Friday of bets I think so too I think we're ready okay. to rock all right man well last segment of the day then let's send these beautiful people on about their uh weekends the only way we know how with a little extra motivation and inspiration in my motivation minutes that is not my motivation minutes this is my motivation minutes all right beautiful i don't know how that got down there that was pretty bizarre but it's time for my motivation minutes all right Told you every Monday, every Friday, I'm dishing out a new John Wooden quote. And uh, I think that this one might be be one of the best ones yet. I don't know. He's got so many doggone good ones, and I'll keep doing this just because I've said it before. I'll say it a million times. I just think that there's not enough, enough light on his quotes anymore. And not enough people talk about the legend that was John Wooden and still is John Wooden. Like, he will live on for centuries and years. I mean, I, and I just don't understand why in today's college basketball society he's kind of starting to go by the wayside. So I will be mid-major King Colt and bring him to the forefront, even though he was not the head coach of a mid-major team of the UCLA Bruins. But nonetheless, still a legend. Quote for you today. All that being said, coming from the legendary coach, John Wooden, winning takes talent, repeating takes character. Winning takes talent, repeating takes character. 
couple of questions to ask you in regards to that, my friends. When you reach a milestone or a goal or an objective or whatever the case might be, whenever you win, how fast are you to make sure everybody else knows about that win? Or, as the great Pat McAfee likes to say all the time, do you move in silence like a true G, like lasagna? The answer to your question probably will tell you a lot as to about where you are in your life. Because if maybe you met a goal just a little while ago and now you feel so stuck in the daily monotony that you just have no idea where to even go, maybe you just need to keep working instead of top, stop trying to tell everybody about every time you have a little baby win. Because at the end of the day, winning takes talent. Sure, you got to do a lot of work to get there. But that goal is not the end goal. You got to go out and win again. To repeat takes character. So the second question I ask you, when you win, do you get right back in the gym? Do you drop 45 points in a game and went 6 for 10 from the free throw stripe and you don't give a fuck about anything about those free throws? So you stay in the gym another 2, 3, 4 hours shooting free throws? And obviously that's a metaphor, but do you get right back in the gym? When you find a win, do you stop to celebrate about it, or do you just keep going? Because if you decide to just keep going, I'm telling you those wins stack up so doggone fast it's not even funny, but if you just sit on one for the longest time and try and show everybody how beautiful your little win is, before you know it, everybody else is going to be winning around you, and you notched a couple on the wrong side of the tally. So again, my friends, winning takes talent to repeat takes character. And when you start winning, there's always going to be someone that's trying to beat you. So if you take some time to try and tell everybody else how great you are with your win, you're going to miss the people that are zooming by you. And then before you know it, you're going to be so doggone far ahead that you're going to get stuck in their ruts. Don't allow that to happen. Get back in the gym, and let's start winning day by day by day. And remember this quote as you go about your weekend from the legendary coach John Wooden. Winning takes talent. To repeat, takes character. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I love it, my man. I I would uh assume, I know you're uh, I know you love this word, and I imagine you might agree that you could substitute the word discipline for that mm, character word mm, as well. Yes. Mm, yes, sir. Big time, big time, big time, big time. And I think almost character and discipline kind of go hand in hand most times because you can honestly tell a lot about somebody just by how well they they just keep a, a, a space clean for crying out loud. Sure. Just, just a little bit of discipline in that will tell you so much about who that person is, their character, because obviously we all know character is what you are when no one else is watching, right? So... I like that you took it there because it is those those two generally tend to go hand in hand. So you get me down a whole nother rabbit hole on discipline here, my friend. So let's cut it off there. There you go. <laughs> Officially, my motivation minutes. Winning takes talent to repeat takes character. And now also per the TTL crew, discipline. Thank you, coach. Appreciate you as always. Mags, any late breaking information before we close this show up for the day, my friend? Curtis Samuel could be back for oh. the, old, the old WFT. Okay, well, that's, that's, all, yeah. 
That's awfully interesting because he uh, he's been out the whole doggone year. So would love to That's find. That's right. He hasn't played play. a single no, game. Right? He hasn't played a snap. So <laughs> I got I got an alert earlier in the show. It was in all caps, like Curtis Samuel is practicing or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it seems like every week he's about to come back, yeah. and then he just doesn't come back. So yeah. hey. There you go. Curtis Samuel's a big piece for the WFT. Maybe they go into Carolina and give them a run for their money. I don't know. Lost the hook in the wrong direction. Here we go. Another doggone rabbit hole. Let's get, oy, oy, oy. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. All right, my friends. That's the show. Thank you guys so much for choosing to stop by. Let's send you off the only way we know how. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide. For myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 167 of the TTL pod on this beautiful Friday of bets. We're going to tell you how much we appreciate every single one of you guys from the bottom of our hearts, your support, your following week in and week out, day in and day out. We see each and every one of you and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to chase our dreams and passions. Last but certainly not least, my friends. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific start to your weekend filled with nothing but good vibes, love, and ticket cashing. And last but certainly not least, right here and right now, make sure you get all of today's best bets hammered in so you can say with us at the end of every single show, let's cash some tickets. <laughs>